Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Roddy, the leader of the Rod Pod Squad. We are coming back to you with our new episode from Explain of Thrones. I am known as a familiar, and I am partnered up with Shane. What's up, podcast people? And we continue our journey through Westeros to bring the unfamiliar Matthew some more knowledge about Game of Thrones. Matthew, say what's up. Loop Troop, don't call me Matthew. You're not my parents. <laughs> that sounds like you're in trouble, huh? Matthew, so... Uh, There's like five people in the world <laughs> Matthew. I gotta change your name every time. So it's Matt, Matthew, Mateo. Just come up with Actually, something. I think there might only be three people that call me Matthew. Oh. Yeah. So I'm one of those three? Well, I guess you're number four now. Oh, excellent. My mom, my dad, and uh, my cousin Lindsay call me Matthew. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. it. All right. So. What have you guys been up to? What have you, what have you been doing this week? Anybody? I don't want Shane. to talk about it. <laughs> Shane, you go first. Go ahead, Shane. Matt has uh, a chop no. ass right now. <laughs> not much. Uh, just working. Um, watching the normal TV stuff. Uh, I think I'm end of season four of the office i'm not sure uh deadliest catch been watching that uh catching up on ridiculousness um kids got a sprinkler for their trampoline so that was fun is it like a mister for it or so it's like a a flat hose and it's got Mm -hmm. holes on one side Mm-hmm. And you basically zip tie it to the top of the net, you know, the, the netting around it, mm. and turn it on. Did you look it up how to make it, or did you go buy one? No. Um, uh, my brother-in-law got one for us. So oh, very nice. It right just now. showed up at our house. It just showed up at our house the other day. Cool. That's awesome. Matthew, <laughs> what's your week been like? What's up, Dad? Um, <laughs> so, uh, to encourage the children to go outside, um, because it's just it's much easier for them to stay inside where they can play Fortnite and uh, I don't know whatever other games they play. Um, we bought them bikes, um, and I have a bike. I actually bought it from Shane like seven years ago. Um, I just needed to get the uh, tubes replaced on them. And then Selena has a bike. She had to get one tube replaced as well. Um, So the last several days, we've been riding bikes uh, pretty consistently. Um, Now, okay, yeah, I'll I'll say the thing that Shane wants me to say so desperately um, while this is recording. My ass hurts. (laughs) <laughs> um, 
my ass is killing me. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, my, my, my quads also hurt, but I guess that's just not as grabby. Um, so <laughs> did you yeah, break your ass? The one thing, the one thing that I had that I forgot about is, um, is, uh, how much a, a bike seat can, uh, can hurt in the, uh, Gooch region. Uh, <laughs> so um, that's been the only uh, challenging part. Um, beyond that, it's actually really enjoyable. Uh, I like it a lot. And, um, you know, even like even when it's super hot out, like to get going fast enough that you have like wind blowing and stuff like it's it's pretty nice. Um it seemed like Shane kind of jumped the gun on on what we were watching, so I guess I'll jump into that too. Um, I don't think I'm watching anything new. Oh, I uh, last night I re- I started a rewatch of um, Friday Night Lights. Um, I just watched the first episode, uh, so I don't even know if I'm gonna keep watching. It's just I was I was cruising through uh, Peacock and that popped up, and I was like, oh sure, so I put on the first episode and. Uh, and then my wife has been watching old seasons of Top Chef on Hulu. Um, so we've been watching a little bit of that, too. Uh, yeah. Rodney, how are you? Uh, I'm good. Um, didn't really watch anything this week. Work has been kicking my butt. Um, it's just been busy, and I don't like it. I like to be lazy and not do anything, but apparently they want me to do all sorts of stuff now. Um. Yeah, that's it. No, I'm still watching the morning show that's on Apple TV, and uh, in the background, I have The Office on too. I, funny enough, I started season four uh, yesterday. Shane's at the end of season four. It's like we're watching it together almost. So, I think pretty I, much everyone in the world is watching it together. Rodney, you just watched um, the Gay Witch Hunt. Uh, is that season four? No, no, no. That's three. So you yeah. just that's the one when Meredith gets rabies and she gets hit by a car. Right, right. Okay. And Shane, you you very recently watched the dinner party episode. Then. Yes, I think I might be into season five. Then okay. I'm a little past that. Because dinner party, I I believe, is the greatest uh, twenty three minutes of television ever put together. Yeah. Yeah, because I think yeah, Holly just left because they were in a relationship. Oh, okay, yeah. So you're like yeah. So five, I'm in. I'm into season five. In. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Matt, explain to me, Peacock. It's free. That's what I keep hearing. Oh, I don't know. Um, I had it included with Xfinity and it's Peacock Premium, which I guess is normally $5 a month, but it's thrown in. Um, so I think maybe regular Peacock is free. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Yeah, because I'm, I'm on the website right now. It says, introducing Peacock from NBC Universal. It's free. No credit card required. Yeah. Um, yeah, when we signed up, for the internet um they gave me like a when they when they were installing it that first day um they gave me like their version of like the amazon fire it's uh 
Xfinity Flex, I think it's called. Um, so I have yeah. that. And then Peacock was already on it. Um, so uh, I just got it um, immediately. And then I saw, because when it launched, I had to put a password on it because prior to that, I could just go in. Um, so when I put the password on it, it said that normally it's $5 a month and that I'm paying nothing. So I, I don't know. Huh. Okay. Oh, okay. So premium is kind of interesting. So it says uh, Peacock Premium unlocks everything Peacock has to offer, every movie, every episode, every season, all of our live sports and more. So that's kind of cool. And that's four ninety nine a month. Yeah, but is there any good live sports on NBC? <laughs> um, just uh, like Sunday night football. That's yeah, really Sunday it. night game. That's it, right? Yeah. Maybe some maybe yeah. some playoff games when that rolls around. Uh, I think they get one or two, the the first the first two weeks, and then yeah. they get a Super Bowl every three years. So <laughs> that's it. Cool. Interesting. So uh, Rodney, I, mean, I have a question for you, Rodney. Yeah. Ronnie, yeah. Were you a big fan of Karate Kid back in the day? Yes, I was. Okay. I figured. <laughs> yeah. I understand you're a hater and you're an No, asshole, I, was, I was just curious. But... I was just curious. I, I, I remember seeing it uh, and I was familiar with the story, but I don't remember how much I liked it. It's amazing. Oh. Oh, so this is interesting. The Affair, wasn't that on Showtime or something like that? Because it looks like it's going to be on Peacock, too. Interesting. Sorry. Yeah. They, don't, they don't have um, NBC-only stuff. They have, because um, I think, like, it's whatever Universal owns is going to be put on there. Oh, um, okay. So, yeah. Very cool. I'll check it out. I'm curious what the free stuff offers, but we shall see. Cool. All right. So let's get into the Game of Thrones. Last episode, it was Spoils of War. What do you remember from that one? Um, Daenerys's dragon um went to open mic night and proceeded to spit hot fire um, hot fire he spit mm -hmm. he uh he damn near killed jamie uh bronze saved jamie but like the lannister soldiers are demolished um and actually a lot of dothraki are too right demolished yeah well, I mean, they got... it's not like the dragon is aiming. Um, no, they're aiming pretty much just at the wagons. I don't know about that. Um, uh, that's kind of silly if they are. I'll just say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Tyrion looked on from afar, and uh, he was um showing great concern for the queen that he has hitched his wagon to and the brother that he feels still feels a lot of uh, loyalty toward. Um, um, 
Arya came back to Winterfell. Um, and uh, she had a weird conversation with Bran where, you know, he kind of, he talked about how he, he knows about her list and stuff. And um, Sansa is freaked out because she's seeing how much the last few years have changed her siblings. Um, Bran is now a weirdo and Arya is a contract killer. Uh, um, she went head to head with Brienne and um, beat up on Brienne when Brienne was taking it easy. And then they were a, a really good match for each other when Brienne started taking it seriously. Um, so that's a sign of where Arya's fighting status is. Um, gonna have to help me out on the rest. Uh, John showed Daenerys the cave, member of the dragon glass, and they had all the the carvings from the children of the forest. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Okay. It, it showed that the uh, the first men and the children fought together against the White Walkers back in the day. Mm. Okay. Yep. Is that it? Uh, um, Cersei tells the Iron Bank member, we're going to pay you soon, and then uh, they're going to try and reinvest to get the Golden Company or just more soldiers, remember? Oh, yeah, Tycho, that fucking douchebag. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's about it. Cool. All right, so let's oh, get into yeah. it's business time. <laughs> let's get into business time, and it's season five, uh, season seven, episode five, called Eastwatch. So, Eastwatch. We are on the Rose Rolled Road. What? <laughs> Rose Road. Somebody got Rick Rolled. I was going to say Rolls Royce. Uh, anyways, uh, Bron heads, um, Bron's head emerges from the water and he's gasping for air. Then he pulls up Jamie, who's also gasping for air. He drags them ashore and they're both just breathing heavily. Uh, they are now far away from the fight because uh, um, they the river carried them down a little bit and they can see in the distance there's just, it's decimated. There's smoke everywhere. Jamie says, uh, you could have killed me. Bron said, the fuck were you doing back there? Jamie, ending the war, killing her. Bron, you saw the dragon between you and her, and listen to me, cunt. Till I get what I'm owed, a dragon doesn't get to kill you, you don't get to kill you, only I get to kill you. Jamie says, that was only one of them. She has two more. If she decides to use them, to really use them, and Bron says, we're fucked. Or you're fucked. Jamie says, don't you mean we're fucked? Bron says, no, I do not. Dragons uh, were not were not part of our... That's where our partnership ends. I'm not going to be around when those things start spitting fire at King's Landing. Jamie says, I have to tell Cersei. Bron, I may as well jump back in the river. Bron gets up, walks away. Uh, Jamie just sits there, staring across the water at the smoke off in the distance. Then we go back to the battlefield. With a, when the fight's over, it shows Tyrion um, skipping along the wreckage, surveying the damage. No, it's um, like, um, uh, oh, what? 
what movie is that where the little people they like grab each other and they roll? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Willy Wonka? Is it? Yeah. So Tyrion uh, grabs his feet and he rolls across the soot. <laughs> That's so messed up. Jesus Christ, man. That's Shane. So I dare you to say that to Peter Dinklage's face. He'd mo- he fucking <laughs> <man>. <laughs> So he's surveying the damage, has his forlorn look on his face. He comes across charred bodies, and he sees the Dothraki pillaging the dead, taking, like, whatever they can find, some armor, some swords, or whatever. Uh, There's a group of surviving enemies being led to Daenerys, with Drogon resting on a hill right behind her. Daenerys says, I know what Cersei has told you, that I've come to destroy your cities, burn your homes, murder you, and orphan your children. That's Cersei Lannister, not me. I'm not here to murder, and all I want to destroy is the wheel that keeps rolling over rich and poor to benefit, to the benefit of no one but Cersei Lannister of the world. The Cersei Lannisters of the world. I offer you a choice. Bend the knee and join me. Together, we will leave, a, leave the world a better place than we found it. Or refuse and die. So there's a little snarl and a roar in the background. Uh, so at this point, a couple of men kneel down, but most of them are standing. And then Drogon looks at them, and he gets up and roars directly at them. And then at that point, like 90% of the guys kneel down. A handful still are still left standing, and of those handful, it's uh, Randall and Dickon. Uh, Daenerys addresses Randall. She says, step forward, my lord. You will not kneel? Randall says, I already have a queen. Tyrion then uh, says, my sister, she wasn't your queen until recently, though, was she? When you murdered your rightful queen and destroyed House Tyrell of for all times? Uh, so it appears your allegiances are somewhat flexible. Randall, there are no choices. There are no easy choices in war. Say what you will about your sister. She was born in Westeros. She lived here all her life. You, on the other hand, murdered your own father and chose to support a foreign invader, one with no ties to this land, with an army of savages at, on her back, at her back. Daenerys, Daenerys, you will not trade your honor for your life. I respect that. Tyrion says, perhaps we could, he could take the black, your grace. Somewhat, whatever else he is, he is a true soldier. He'd be invaluable at the wall. Randall, you cannot send me to the wall. You are not my queen. Daenerys nods to the Dothraki, who step up and grab Randall. As they're pulling him away, Dickon pokes his head up. You will have to kill me too. Randall, step back and shut your mouth. Daenerys, who are you? And Randall says, a stupid boy. Dickon, I am Dickon Tarly, son of Randall Tarly. Tyrion, you are the future of your, your house. This war has already wiped one great home Rowing Grey House from the world. Don't let it happen again. Bend the knee. Dickon says, I will not. Randall staring at his son uh, as at the same time and um, with this like painful look in his face. But he's also proud of his son for being defiant and, you know, standing his ground. Um, Tyrion, your grace. Nothing scrubs bold notions from a man's head like a few weeks in a dark cell. And Darren says, I meant what I said. I'm not here to put men in chains. If they, if that becomes an option, many will take it. I give, I gave them a choice. They made it. Tyrion, your grace. If you start 
beheading entire families. She says, I'm not beheading anyone. Kieran has his look uh, on his face like he realized what's going to happen. Um, and then Drogon roars in the background. And Tyrion says, your grace. Daenerys looks at her Dothraki. They pull Randall and Dickon to the side. Daenerys, Lord Randall Tarly, Dickon Tarly, I, Daenerys of House Targaryen, first of my name, breaker of chains, mother of dragons, uh, watcher of the office, uh, long live, <laughs> may, may I reign, king, king. Sentence, she says she sends him to die. And you just hear, Dracarys. And then Drogon lights them up. Tyrion looks away in disgust. Oh, shit. Daenerys, yeah, Daenerys then turns her gaze from the spot where Randall and Dickon just stood to the remaining men on their feet. They all uh, basically peed themselves and got on their knees. Um, so we go wait, to wait, King's wait, Landing. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Uh-huh. What is this episode called? Eastwatch. It should be called Chlamydia, because Dick on Fire. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's a good uh, handle, Shane. Dick on Fire. Uh, that's good. Dick on Fire. <laughs> <sighs> that's a good one. Nicely done. Well done, sir. <laughs> All right. So we'll, I'll continue on, because we're in King's Landing. It's This is a short uh, scene. Uh, Jamie is walking briskly through the Red Keep towards Cersei's room. Just as he's approaching, Kyburn is exi- exiting and stammers out, my lord. As Jamie passes him, Jamie enters the room. Cersei says, how many men did we lose? Jamie, we haven't done a full accounting. Cersei, it's not only armies that win wars. We have the Tyrell gold. We have the Iron Bank behind us. We can buy mercenaries. Not the same as our men, but they can fight if they are well paid, which they will be. Jamie, I just saw the Dothraki fight. They'll be any mercenary army. They'll be any army I've ever seen. Killing our men wasn't war for them. It was sport. Hey, maybe that'll be on Keacock. Um, her dragon burnt a thousand wagons. Kyburn Scorpion fired bolts bigger than you. Um, they couldn't stop it, and she has three of them. This isn't a war we can win. Cersei, so what do we do? Sue for peace? I sit on my father's throne... Uh, the father you betrayed and murdered, and in her mind, uh, she's winning. What sort of offer do you think she'll, she'd make? Maybe we can get on Tyrion to intercede on our behalf by way of apology for murdering our father and son? Jamie says, he didn't. Cersei goes, you saw the crossbow. You saw his body. Jamie, I'm not talking about father. Tyrion didn't kill Joffrey. He had nothing to do with it. Cersei. After all this time, it still amazes me that you... And Jamie interrupts. It was Olena. She confessed before she died. Cersei says, And this was before or after she drank the poison you so kindly provided her? Jamie says, After. Cersei. And you believe her? Jamie. If you were Olena, would you rather have seen your goddaughter, uh, granddaughter uh, married to Joffrey or Tommen? Which one would Marjorie have been better at, able to control? Which one would have made Olena the true ruler of the Seven Kingdoms? She was telling the truth. Cersei, I shouldn't have listened to you. She should have died screaming. Jamie, she's dead, like her son, her grandchildren, her whole house. And if we don't find a way out of this war, we'll follow them. Cersei says, so we fight and die or we submit and die. I know my choice. A soldier should know that his. 
and then we go to Dragonstone. Hey, does Cersei ever lose that haircut? <laughs> no. Uh, nope, it's that one after her uh, scalping. <clears throat> season seven takes uh, place like right after season six. So, yeah, there's not a lot of, or sorry, seven, uh, season eight. Uh, right after seven, so there's not a lot of time gap for her hair to grow. Mm, okay, so her hair doesn't get to time travel, but everybody else does. <laughs> True. They got they got to be grounded somewhere. <laughs> Matt's talking about Cersei's early uh, Beatles haircut. Yeah, yeah. she lo- he loves me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's my brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in Dragonstone. Uh, John walks out to the cliffs overlooking the sea. Uh, Drogon screeches uh, as he returns home. Uh, Drogon lands a few hundred yards uh, back from John, then walks to John and screeches when he gets close. Uh, John just stands there as Drogon inches closer to John, smelling him, then baring his teeth. Uh, John removes his left glove and puts, uh, puts his hand out. His bare hand out. Uh, slowly, John reaches out to Drogon to stroke his snout. Uh, John snare, John's stare goes from his hand to Drogon's eye that blinks in approval. Uh, still on Drogon's back, Daenerys stares down in amazement as John is stroking her dragon. Uh, Drogon looks back as Daenerys walks down to the ground. Dude, look at those uh, teeth. Drog- They're like the size of his hand. One tooth, you know? crazy uh drogon flies off to be with his brothers um they're all boys right i don't know they're named after boys so there you go um daenerys says they're beautiful aren't they uh john says it wasn't the world the word i was thinking of but but yes they are gorgeous beasts and daenerys says they're not beasts to me no matter how big they get or how terrifying to everyone else they're my children uh, and John notes, you sure weren't gone long. That's what we're all saying. Uh, Daenerys <laughs> says, no. Uh, John says, and? And Daenerys says, and I have a few en- fewer enemies today than I did yesterday. You're not sure how you feel about that. John says, no, I'm not. Uh, Daenerys says, how many men did your army kill taking Winterfell back from the Boltons? Thousands? Uh, Daenerys says, we both uh, want to help people. We can only help them from a position of strength. Sometimes strength is terrible. When you first came here, Sir Davos said you took a knife in your heart for your people. Uh, John says, Sir Davos gets carried away. And Daenerys says, so it was a figure of speech. Uh, John looks at her like he's going to say more uh, when they are interrupted by a group of Dothraki walking their way. Um, The guy you see there with like the goatee and the ponytail, uh, his name is... uh, Kono, I think. Um, we've seen him the last uh, season or so, and he'll continue on as kind of her main uh, blood rider, I guess. Um, Kono says in Dothraki, this man says he is your friend, Khaleesi. And then Kono steps aside uh, to reveal Jorah. Uh, Daenerys, Daenerys gets this uh, smile on her face, and she says, he is my friend. Uh, Jorah kneels in front of Daenerys. Uh, Jorah says, "I'm sorry that the picture you put with the the caption just uh, I don't know. 
<laughs> There's something very um, Mentos after school special uh, about it. Right. Don't make fun of her. She's my friend. <laughs> uh, Jorah says, Your Grace. And Daenerys uh, introduces Jon Snow. Uh, she says, uh, This is Sir Jorah Mormont, an old friend. John says, I served with your father. He was a great man. Daenerys says, you look strong. You found a cure? And Jorah says, I wouldn't be here if I hadn't. I return to your service, my queen, if you'll have me. Daenerys says, it would be my honor. And Daenerys walks up and gives him a hug. Uh, we go to Winterfell. <clears throat> uh, on a tree outside the castle, there are many ravens perched. Um, as the camera pans, we see that some of the ravens' eyes flash white uh the ravens fly off inside the castle bran sits there uh wide-eyed staring up at the sky um we see the murder of ravens flying north to the wall uh and then past it uh they continue to fly over a mountain and then they are flying and there you can see that's uh east watch Right there, where it sees the the meets the sea. Oh. Uh, so they fly past the wall, they fly past the mountains, and eventually they come to the army of the dead. Oh. Um, they continue to fly uh, over the army of the dead, and towards the back is the Night King. Um, and we zoom in on the Night King, who's staring out at his dead, and then he looks up at the flying ravens and they scatter uh which apparently breaks the the link to bran so he can no longer see through the the ravens um we go back to bran he's uh sitting in his chair at the heart tree <clears throat> maester walken is next to him uh maester walken's got this like disturbed look on his face as he watches bran do his thing uh and then bran says to him ravens we need to send ravens and we go to old town all right, so in Old Town, Archmaester Ebros is sitting with a group of other maesters. He is reading a scroll. Maester Sandu, is that how you pronounce that? Yes. Uh, I put very little stock in it myself. Prophecies of Dumar are never in short supply, especially when winter comes. At this point, Sam is walking with a stack of books. Ebros directs him to put them on the table next to them. Uh, Ebros says, I remember Woken. A little timid, but a sharp mind. Sandu, uh, yeah, Sandu. Uh, the North uh, has dulled many great maesters' wit. Hard to say whether it's the cold, the drink, or the company. They're all chuckling. A crippled boy claimed to have seen dead men on the march beyond the wall. Thanks to the magical help of a, of a raven with three eyes. Eros, yes, it is a bit much. Still, we ought to write back. Sam says, Brandon Stark, the crippled boy? Ebros, do you know him? Sam, I led him through the wall years ago. I saw him go beyond the wall. Ebros, and Sam, somehow a crippled boy survived for years beyond the wall when no one could, no one else could. Not the Night's Watch, not the Wildlings, no one. Perhaps we ought to listen to what he has to say. Sandu, uh, perhaps you need more scribing work to uh, discipline your mind. Ebros, I sense a more detailed proposal is forthcoming. And clears his throat. Sam, everyone in Westeros trusts and respects you. If you tell people the threat is real, they'll believe it. If you advise all the lords to send their men north to hold the wall, 
they'll do it. And if you tell every maester in the Citadel to search every word or every fable scroll about the long night, they may find something that l lets us defeat the army of the dead for good. Ebros, it could be done, and the news could be authentic. It's possible. It's also possible that this message is part of a ploy by the Dragon Queen to lure southern armies away from the lands they are currently defending to open those lands to easy conquest. Sandu, that does seem far more likely than a magic bird telling, talking to cripples. Sam, Archmaester, please. It's real. I've seen them. I've seen it. Ebros, we, we will write to Maester Woken at Winterfell for clarification. I promise you we will get to the truth, uh, the truth of it one way or another. Sam, Archmaester, please. Ebros, that will be all, Tarly. Uh, defeated, Sam exits the room as the Maesters bring up a different fairy tale they've read, causing them to laugh. Once Sam is out of the room, Sandu turns to Ebros. Uh, Sandu says, is he the one whose father and brother were just burnt alive? Ebro says, I'm afraid so. Sandu, horrible business. Ebro says, I haven't had the heart to tell him yet. He's a good lad. And then we go to Dragonstone. <clears throat> so back at Dragonstone, so, uh, Varus. Uh, I, have, I have a question. So. Okay. All right. So Daenerys sets fire to the Tarly men, right? Now, how would that information get to where Sam is? Just from, from a raven? Most likely, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I guess this is one of those, like, suspend your disbelief things, just because, like, I don't see how... I, I don't see how that's relevant to those to the to the people there, you know, like to have that information brought to them. But uh, they they record everything. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah, they re they record everything that's like going to happen, especially with houses. So it's like, hey, House Tarly is now. Well, I guess Sam's alive, so yeah, it's still around, but pretty much wiped out. Yeah, yeah. So it's like House Tarly wiped out due to this reason during this war X Y Z. Okay. So they're like I mean, it, they're, they're like my mom with 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 her DVR. <laughs> she yes. fucking records everything. Yeah. Oh man, I miss DVR, dude. Yeah, I loved having a DVR when we had it. I know, man. And uh, the 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 timing thing, I, I I was gonna say this last time, but you know, yes. All these events are happening around the same time, but not necessarily at the exact same time. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So a, a raven could take a week or two to get to Old Town. Uh, and, you know, it's possible some of this travel information, travel stuff is feasible. You know, it's still a stretch, but, you know, not all these things don't happen necessarily, you know, the same instance as everything else. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. Uh, so back at Dragonstone, <clears throat> Varus is sitting with Tyrion. Uh, Varus is holding a raven scroll with a dire wolf on it. Uh, Tyrion is drinking wine. Uh, Tyrion says, all rulers demand that people bend the knee. That's why they're rulers. She gave Tarly a choice. 
a man who had taken up arms against her, what else could she do? And Varus says, not burn him alive alongside his son. Uh, Tyrion says, I'm her hand, not her head. I can't make decisions for her. Varus says, that's what I used to tell myself about her father. I found the traitors, but I wasn't the one burning them alive. I was only a purveyor of information. It's what I told myself when I watched them beg for mercy. I'm not the one doing it. When the pitch of their screams rose higher, I'm not the one doing it. When their hair caught fire and the smell of their burning flesh filled the throne room, I'm not the one doing it. Tyrion says, Daenerys is not her father. Varys says, and she never will be with the right counsel. Uh, you need to find a way to make her listen. Uh, Tyrion stares down at the scroll uh, Varys is holding. Tyrion says, who's that for? Varys says, Jon Snow. Tyrion asks, did you read it? Varys says, it's a sealed scroll for the king of the north. Uh, and this is where Tyrion kind of takes a long gulp and then asks uh, Varys, what's it say? And Varys says, nothing good. Uh, now we go to Jon. Uh, he's reading the scroll in question. Uh, he's in the map room with Daenerys, Davos, Varys, Tyrion, and Jorah. Uh, Jon says, I thought Arya was dead. I thought Bran was dead. And Daenerys says, I'm happy for you, but you don't look happy. John says, Bran saw the Night King and his army marching uh, towards Eastwatch. If they make it past the wall, and Varys says, the wall has kept them out for thousands of years, presumably. John says, I need to go home. Daenerys says, you said you don't have enough men. And John says, we'll fight with the men we have unless you'll join us. And Daenerys says, and give, you the, and give the country to Cersei. As soon as they march away, she marches in. And this is where Tyrion has an idea. He says, perhaps not. Cersei thinks the army of the dead is nothing but a story made up by wet nurses to frighten children. What if we prove her wrong? John says, I don't think she'll come see the dead at my invitation. Tyrion says, so bring the dead to her. And Daenerys says, I thought that was what we were trying to avoid. Tyrion says, we don't have to bring the whole army, only one soldier. Is that possible? And John says, the first white I ever saw was brought into Castle Black from beyond the wall. Tyrion says, bring one of these things down to King's Landing and show her the truth. Varys says, anything you bring back will be useless unless Cersei grants us an audience and is somehow convinced not to murder us the moment we set foot in the capital. Tyrion says, the only person she listens to is Jaime. He may listen to me. Daenerys says, and how much... And how would you get into King's Landing? Uh, this is where Davos steps up. He says, I can smuggle you in. But if the gold cloaks were to recognize you. <laughs> what? Uh, if the gold cloaks were to recognize you, I'm warning you, I'm not a fighter. Uh, Daenerys says, well, it will all be for nothing if we don't have one of these dead men. Uh, Varys says, fair point. How do you propose to find one? Uh, Jorah speaks for the first time. He says, with the queen's permission, I'll go north and take one. You asked me to find a cure so I could serve you. Allow me to serve you. John says, the free folk will help us. They know the real north better than anyone. Davos says, uh, they won't follow Sir Jorah. And John says, they won't have to. Uh, Davos steps in, says, you can't lead a raid beyond the wall. You're not in the Night's Watch anymore. You're the king of the north. John says, I'm the only one here who's fought them. I'm the only one here who knows them. 
Daenerys says, I haven't given you permission to leave. Uh, and this is where John kind of stands up and says, with respect, your grace, I don't need your permission. I am a king. And I came here knowing that you could have your men behead me or your dragons burn me alive. I put trust in you, a stranger, because I knew it was the best chance for my people, for all our people. Now I'm asking you to trust in a stranger because it's our best chance. Uh, Daenerys kind of pauses, uh, looks to Tyrion, uh, then back to Jon, gives him a nod. And we go to Winterfell. So Jon Snow is looking to execute a zombie heist? <laughs> sure. That's what this yep. has become? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So in Winterfell, Arya walks into the meeting hall where a discussion is already taking place. Lord Glover is standing up in front of Sansa, who is sitting at the head table. Glover, the king in the north should stay in the north. We do not choose you to rule us, my lady, but perhaps we should have. Uh, everyone starts murmuring. Jan Royce stands up. The Knights of the Vale came here for you, Lady Stark. The men. I. Sansa. You are very kind, my lords, but John is our king. He is doing what he thinks is best. They're all chattering. Uh, so then we cut to Sansa and Arya. Um, they're walking through the castle now, and they're walking by, each other, by themselves. Sansa says, I heard John, I warned John this would happen, that he couldn't leave the north and expected to just sit and wait for him like ghosts. Arya, he didn't. He trusted you to hold it for him. Sansa, well, he's not making it easy. The Northern Lords are proud. Uh, they walk, and as she says that they walk into Sansa's room, Arya says, These are mother and father's chambers. Sansa says, And? Arya, nothing. Sansa, don't do that. Arya, what? Sansa, say what you mean. Arya, you always like nice things. They made you feel better than everyone. Sansa, are you angry with me? Arya, they were insulting John, and you sat there and listened. Sansa, I listened to their complaints, which is my responsibility as Lady of Winterfell. Arya, their opinions are important to you. Sansa, Glover has 500 men, Royce has 2,000. Offend them and John loses his army. Arya, not if they lose their heads first. Sansa, Winterfell didn't fall into our hands. We took it back. And the Mormonts and the Hornwoods and the Wildlings and the Vale, all of us working together. Now, I'm sure cutting off heads is very satisfying, but that's not the way we get people to work together, Arya. And if John doesn't come back, you'll need their support so you can work together to give you what you really want, Sansa says. How can you even think such a horrible thing, Arya? You're thinking it right now. You don't want to be, but the thought just won't go away, Sansa. I have work to do, Arya, my lady, and Arya turns and leaves. So there's a little fighting going on between them two now. Then we go to King's Landing. <laughs> In uh, King's Landing, uh, Davos and Tyrion are getting off their boat. Uh, so they traveled from Dragonstone to King's Landing in a snap of the finger. Um, Tyrion says, last time I was here, I killed my father with a crossbow. Davos says, last time I was here, you killed my son with wildfire. Uh, he says, there's a path to the left that hugs the cliff. 
the cliff. Uh, the guards hardly ever patrol it. <laughs> There's a path uh, to the left that rubs the cliff. <laughs> uh, the guards hardly ever patrol it. Uh, they don't even know where it is. Right? No. Right? It's up there? Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, he says, too many steps. And Tyrion asks, you're not staying here? Davos says, I've got my own business in Flea Bottom. Tyrion says, what if someone takes the boat? And Davos, as he's walking away, says, then we're fucked. Best hurry. Uh, under the castle, we've got Bronn and Jamie walking where the dragon skulls are kept. Uh, Jamie says, we don't have time for this. We should be preparing the city for a siege. The Dothraki are coming. Bronn says, all the more reason for you to train, unless you plan on fighting Dothraki 12-year-olds. Jamie says, well, I seem to recall them giving you a bit of trouble as well. Bronn says, and here I am, ready to train. Jamie says, why down here? And Bronn says, I don't think you want people to see how you look swinging that thing yet. Jamie says, uh, today might be the day I kill you by accident. And this is where Bronn says, oh, you won't be swinging it at me. And this is where Tyrion walks out of the shadows. Oh, um, shit. Bron yeah, Bronn says, I'll leave it to you, or I'll leave you to it, and walks away. Uh, Jamie is obviously uh, taken aback seeing his brother. Um, Tyrion says, I needed to see you, and I knew you'd never agree to meet me. Uh, you made me look like a complete fool. Uh, I thought I'd surprise you by hitting Casterly Rock, but you were three steps ahead of me. Abandon the family home, completely unsentimental. Father would have been proud. Uh, Jamie is uh, upset, says, don't talk about father. And Tyrion says, listen to me. And Jamie says, I once told Bronn that if I ever saw you again, I'd cut you in half. Tyrion says, it'll take you a while with that sparring sword. He was going to execute me. He knew I was innocent. He didn't hate me because of anything I did. He hated me because of what I am. A little monster sent to punish him. Did he? Did he think? Did he think I wanted to be born this way? Did he think I chose it? And then Jamie says, what do you want? Uh, Tyrion says, Daenerys will win this war. You're a military man. You must know there's no way around that. Daenerys is not her father. She's even willing to suspend the hostilities if Cersei agrees to certain terms. Jamie says, if you want Cersei to bend the knee, you can ask her yourself. Tyrion says, I don't. And Daenerys doesn't. Not right now, anyway. She has more important requests. Uh, this is where um, we go back to Davos. Uh, he's walking through Flea Bottom, uh, passes an armorer sharpening his sword. Um, we cut to inside uh, this tent that houses like different armorers and people selling things. Um, someone is pulling a sword out of the coals to hammer it on an anvil. Um, uh, the sword is plunged into water. Then Davos walks in, uh, the man wiping the down, the man wiping down the sword. Sorry. The man is wiping down the sword when Davos speaks. Davos says, I wasn't sure I'd find you here. And this is where, uh, Gendry turns around. Uh, Davos continues. Thought you might still be rowing. I looked in shops, taverns, brothels. Should have known you'd come straight to the Street of Steel. 
And Gendry says, aren't you worried about the gold cloaks? Davos says, haven't been here in years. Why should they recognize me? Sometimes I hardly do. Nothing fucks you harder than time. Anybody um, give you any trouble? G- Gendry is Robert's bastard, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. I just I wanted to make absolutely sure. Go ahead. Uh, anybody give you trouble? And Gendry says, here I am, arming Lannisters, and I never get a second look. But you are right. Safest place for me was right under the queen's nose. Davos says, don't be so sure. Safety is never a permanent state of affairs. Bad things are coming. Gendry says, you came to get me. You want me to come with you? Davos says, well, the thing you need to understand is, uh, Gendry says, I'm ready. He picks up his bag and throws it over his shoulder. Davos is like, you? And Gendry's like, let's go. Uh, Davos says, you should know what you're heading into. And Gendry steps up to him and says, what do you think I've been thinking about with every swing of my hammer? How happy I am making weapons for the family that killed my father? The family that tried to kill me? I've been getting ready. I never knew what for, but I've always known I'd know when it comes. Uh, Davos says, you might want to bring one of those. And Gendry says, I don't know much about swinging swords, but this, uh, and he picks up a uh, pretty badass warhammer. Yeah. A mace? Oh, yeah. Warhammer. Warhammer. Sorry, you're right. Um, uh, so it's got, so it's that, got that hammer yeah. on one side and like a spike on the other. Uh, Gendry picks up his Warhammer and says, this I know. Uh, Davos and Gendry make it back to the boat. Uh, Davos says, keep your father's name to yourself. Situation's complicated enough already. And Gendry says, well, who should I say I am? And this is where two gold cloaks walk up uh, to the boat. And Davos kind of puts on an act. He says, I told you, Clovis, if we don't get out of here soon, someone's going to. And the gold cloaks say, you there. Uh, Davos walks up to the gold cloaks, holding his cloak open. Uh, Davos says, no weapons, friends, I promise. What can I do for you? Uh, the first gold cloak says, is that your boat? Davos says, it is. Uh, gold cloaks say, the docks are that way. Uh, Davos says, that they are. I try to stay away from them to avoid good men such as yourselves. Uh, Davos pulls out his coin purse uh, and asks, still five gold dragons? Uh, the gold cloaks laugh. Uh, they say, are you joking? You must be even older than you look. Uh, they say, 15. And Davos gets this offended look, 15. And then the gold cloaks say, a piece. Um, so Davos, with a scowl on his face, gives them the money, uh, then turns back to Gendry to ready the boat. Um Davos says, I can't say it was a pleasure doing business with, with you. Uh, the gold cloaks, uh, not happy yet. They say, what's in the boat? And Davos is like, not more gold. Uh, the gold cloaks are like, wine. Mm, I like wine or hams. And Davos invites him, come have a look. Uh, Gendry and Davos share a look as the gold cloaks approach. Um, they both look at Gendry's warhammer. Then Davos pulls the tarp uh, that covers the boat over to cover the warhammer and reveals what's underneath. And Davos says, fermented crab. And the gold cloaks are like, what? Davos says, fermented crab. One bucket of this uh, triples a brothel's earnings for the week. A man thinks he's done. He's ready to go back to his loving family. But before (laughs) he gets his breeches up, uh, his lady of the hour pops a tiny spoon of that into his mouth. Five minutes later, he's back in the race. Here, have a taste. Uh, So Davos gives them some to try. 
Um, you can tell by their face that it doesn't taste good at all. Um, Davos says, I'd hurry to your favorite establishment or you'll put a hole in that chain mail. Uh, they all share a laugh and then the gold cloaks walk away. Uh, just then Tyrion is walking back to the boat. Uh, they see him, but don't pay uh, much mind until they pass each other. Uh, the gold cloaks say, Oi, dwarf. And Davos says, I really wouldn't try anymore until you see how the first bite hit you. Uh, the gold cloaks say, that dwarf, uh, where'd you get that scar? And Tyrion is uh, working on the boat, says, fish hook, some men you just can't teach. Uh, the gold cloaks say, we was looking for a dwarf with a scar like that a while back. And Davos steps up to try and uh, get them out of it. He says, perhaps there are some arrangements. And he jingles uh, his coin purse back at him. Gold cloaks says, arrangement? You're going to arrange to pay us more than Queen Cersei? Uh, and this is where um, Gendry uh, takes matters into his own hand. Picks up his warhammer, swings it at the, the first gold cloak, hit him on the side of the head, and then swings it around and smashes directly into the face of the other. Whoa. Yeah. Oh. He beat the shit out of him. Uh, Tyrion is all worked up, but he sees that the situation was uh, taken care of. Davos says, this is Gendry. Uh, Tyrion says, he'll do. Uh, they push the boat back into the water. Uh, we go back inside the castle. Um, Jamie walks into Cersei's room. Uh, Kyburn is there having this discussion with Cersei that we can barely hear. Um, Kyburn says, I could give you something. And Cersei says, that won't be necessary. And then they see Jamie and Kyburn leaves. Uh, Jamie asks, why was Kyburn here? Cersei says, he's the hand of the queen. Why are you here? Jamie uh, tells her, I met with Tyrion. And Cersei, you know, kind of gets this look on her face initially, but then plays it off and says, what did our brother have to say? Uh, Jamie says, Daenerys wants to meet. And Cersei is like, to discuss her surrender? And Jamie says, to discuss an armistice. Cersei says, she just won a great victory. Why would she want a truce now? Jamie says, because an army of the dead is marching on the Seven Kingdoms, Tyrion claims he'll have proof. Uh, Cersei laughs. Um, and she says, are you going to punish him? And Jamie says, Tyrion? And Cersei is like, Braun, he betrayed you. He set up a meeting with your knowledge or consent. Without, sorry, he set, a, he set up a meeting without your knowledge or consent. Do you think anything of importance happens in this city without me knowing? Jamie says, you let it happen? Why? Uh, Cersei says, I've come to believe that an, an accommodation with the Dragon Queen could be in our immediate interest. She has the numbers. If we want to beat her, we have to be clever. We have to fight uh, her like father would have done. Uh, dead men, dragons, and the dragon queens. Uh, whatever stands in our way, we will defeat it. For ourselves, for our house, for this. And this is where Cersei puts her hands on her stomach. Uh, Jamie says, who will you say is the father? And Cersei's like, you. And Jamie's like, people won't like that. Cersei says, do you remember what father used to say about people? Uh, Jamie says, the lion does not concern himself with the opinions of the sheep. Uh, Jamie pulls Cersei in for a kiss. Uh, they break the kiss to hold each other in their arms, where Cersei, uh, Cersei tells him, never betray me again. And we go to Dragonstone. Uh, in Dragonstone, uh, Davos is walking with Gendry on the beach towards the Dragonglass Cave. 
Uh, they went warp speed past that ocean, uh, that sea. <laughs> <laughs> Davos says, we're leaving today. The king's got a lot on his mind. Gendry, I understand. Davos, he doesn't need to be thinking the bastard of a dead king. Gendry, you don't have to worry. Davos, you're, you're just Clovis, a smith who's come to pay his respects before he heads off to work at the Winterfell Forge. Gendry, understood. Hammering continues. They're in the cave. Uh, they walk up to John um, in the cave, and Davos says, Begging your pardon, your grace. John says, You survived King's Landing. Davos, yet again, your grace. This is Clo. And as he says that, Gendry interrupts. Name's Gendry, your grace. I'm Robert Baratheon's son. Bastard son. <laughs> <laughs> Davos. He was meant to keep that to himself. Gendry, our fathers trusted each other. Why shouldn't we? John. I saw your father once at Winterfell. Gendry. I met yours at, in my shop. John. You're a lot leaner. Gendry. And you're a lot shorter. <laughs> John, I grew up on stories about them. Gendry, all I ever knew is that is uh, that they fought together and won. Sir Davos told me uh, where you're going, your grace, and why. Let me come with you. Davos, don't be a fool. You're no soldier. Gendry, no, but I'm a fighter. And he won't be needing a smith with a sword like that. John, you know how to use one? Gendry shakes his head no. Well, that's a problem. And then Gendry says, I prefer a hammer. And Davos says, he can handle himself. John says, we could use the help. Davos, all my father used to say, as my father used to say, it's better to be a coward for a minute than dead for the rest of your life. Gendry, I owe you my life twice over. But if what you say is true about what's up there, I can't wait out this war. Davos, yeah, nobody, no, nobody mind me. All I've ever done is live to a ripe old age. Back on the beach, men are – so now we're back on the beach. The men are uh, loading up a boat to head back to the big ship um, as Tyrion walks up to Jorah, um, loading, up, loading his things onto the dinghy. Tyrion, you may not believe it, but I missed you, Mormont. Nobody glowers quite like you, not even Grey Worm. This is the coin the slaver gave me when I suggested he free us and pay us, remember? Jorah, I was supposed to, uh, it was supposed to last us for the rest of our lives. Tyrion, take it with you, but bring it back. Our queen needs you. As he says that, Daenerys walks up. Daenerys, you should be better at, we should be better at saying farewell by now. Jorah says, your grace, I, Daenerys stops him by holding his hands with hers. He kisses her hands and gets in the boat as John walks up. John, if I don't return, at least you won't have to deal with the king in the north anymore. Daenerys, I've grown used to him. John, I wish you good fortune in the wars to come, your grace. John and his men then push the boat into the water, but not without Jorah turning back to give Daenerys one last look. And then we go back to Old Town. Uh, so in Old Town... Sam is busy uh, transcribing one of the books Ebros gave him, uh, and Gilly is, I think she's reading the same book or one of the other books. Uh, she says, do you know how many steps there are in the Citadel? Sam says, no. Gilly says, 15,782. Guess how many windows there are in this great sept of Baylor? And Sam thinks about it and says, none anymore. Gilly says, that's true. This high sept in Maynard, he recorded everything. He even recorded his own bowel movements. 
What does annulment mean? And Sam says, it's when a man sets aside his lawful wife. Gilly says, Maynard says here that he issued an annulment for Prince Ragger and remarried him to some someone else at the same time in a secret ceremony in Dorne. Is that a common thing in the South or... And then Sam, uh, not necessarily with Gilly, but just with his situation, says, These maesters, they set me to the task of preserving this man's window counting and annulments and bowel movements for all eternity, while the secret to defeating the Night King's probably sitting in some dusty shelf somewhere, completely ignored. But that's all right, isn't it? We can all become slavering, murderous imbeciles in thrall. Uh, to evil incarnate as long as we can uh, have access to the full record of Septon Maynard's 15,782 shits. And Gilly says, steps. That number was the steps. <laughs> uh, Sam gets up from his desk, uh, grabs the old book he is transcribing and puts it in front of little Sam. Uh, Big Sam then leaves. Uh, we go to Sam walking through the dark library uh, he uses oh, his stolen... Wait, 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 wait. Did Gilly just discover the big Targaryen secret and then Sam just, like, brushed her off and moved on? Okay, I just wanted to make sure that I that I didn't miss that. All right, okay. Good catch. Uh, so Sam's walking through the dark library. Um, he uses his stolen key to go into the lock section only for maesters, and fills his bag with different books and scrolls. Um, as he is about to leave, he takes one last look at the uh, magnificent uh, chandelier light distribution thing at the center of the library. Um, Sam is now loading a cart uh, with their things. He sits down in the uh, driver's seat. Gilly asks, are you sure you want to do this? You always wanted to be a maester. And Sam says, I'm tired of reading about the achievements of better men. And they write off. And we go to Winterfell. All right. So in Winterfell, Arya is spying on Littlefinger, who is in the kennel, uh, and he's whispering, uh, being whispered to by by some woman. After she is done, the woman, after the woman's done whispering, she hands her a small. Uh, he hands her Littlefinger hands her a small uh, purse full of coins. Littlefinger is then talking with. Uh, Jan Royce and Lord Glover in the courtyard while Arya watches from above. And then back in the castle, Arya follows Littlefinger as he is about to enter his locked room when Maester Wolken walks up. Wolken says, I found it, my lord. It uh, took some researching. Maester Lewin's archives are very thorough. Littlefinger, you're sure this is the only copy in Winterfell? Wolken, um, yes, my lord. And Littlefinger says, Lady Stark thanks you for your service. Woken leaves and Littlefinger enters his room. Uh, then Littlefinger comes out and locks his door as he leaves. Arya walks up and picks the lock and enters Littlefinger's room. Inside, she looks through his things in his cabinet, his desk, on top of the fireplace. She eventually looks under the mattress and boom, bingo. There's a little slit in the mattress and she pulls out the scroll. There is a little... Um, so in the Raven Scroll, she reads it. It's a scroll from that Cersei made her write and sent to Rob, employing him to swear fealty to Joffrey. Arya leaves uh, the room. Cersei made Sansa, right? 
yeah, I'm sorry, Cersei made Sansa right. And to to get Rob to bend the knee, basically, asking him to implore him to swear fealty to Joffrey. Arya leaves the room and relocks the door. As she walks away, we see Littlefinger watching her uh, leave from across the hall with a sly grin on his face. Okay, so he's playing the puppet master now, trying to get Arya and Sansa to turn against each other. Uh, and then we go to east watch so in east watch uh john and his men took the uh what is that thing um that thor uses what is it called yolder no no no, the the like bridge oh the rainbow remember that that idris elba controls yeah the Rainbow Bridge. Oh, are you are you there already there? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Uh, so they took the Rainbow Bridge from Idris Elba. Um, John and his men arrive at East Watch. Can't even make it uh, like one episode. Can't even like, give us <laughs> give us that at least. Jesus. No. Uh, That's the Bifrost. In- Bifrost. There we go. We're <laughs> we're just gonna have that be the explanation. Oh man! Uh, inside, uh, John is meeting with Tormund, Davos, Gendry, and Jorah. Um, Tormund says, "Isn't it your job to t- to talk him out of stupid fucking ideas like this?" <laughs> Davos says, "I've been failing at that job lately." Tormund says, "How many queens are there now?" John says, two. And Tormund's like, "And you need to convince the one with the dragons, or the one who fucks her brother." And this gets uh, Gendry to chuckle. Uh, John says, both. Tormund's like, how many men did you bring? John says, not enough. And Tormund asks, the big woman? Uh, John shakes his head. (laughs) Uh, Jorah says, we were hoping some of your men could help. Tormund says, hmm. Uh, Davos steps in and says, I'll be staying behind. I'm a liability out there, as you well know. And Tormund's like, yes, you are. Uh, you really want to go out there again? John nods, and Tormund's like, you're not the only ones. Uh, so Tormund takes them to the holding cells of the castle. Uh, Tormund says, uh, my scouts found them a mile south of the wall. Said they were on their way here. Uh, and this is where we see uh, the Hound, Beric Dondarrion, and Thoros of Mir in the cell. Whoa. John recognizes the hound and says, you're the hound. I saw you once at Winterfell. And Tormund says, uh, they want to go beyond the wall too. Beric says, we don't want to go beyond the wall. We have to. Our Lord told us that the great war is coming. And Gendry steps in and says, don't trust him. Don't trust any of them. They're the brotherhood. And the last thing their Lord told them to do was sell me to a red witch to be murdered. And Jorah uh, recognizes uh, Thoris and says, Thoris, I hardly recognize you. And Thoris says, Sir Jorah Mormont, they won't give me anything to drink down here. I've been, uh, I haven't been feeling like myself. And Tormund says, you're a fucking Mormont? Like the last Lord Commander? And Jorah admits he was my father. Tormund says, he hunted us like animals. And Jorah uh, retorts, you returned the favor, as I recall. Uh, Beric says, here we all are at the edge of the world at the same moment, heading in the same direction for the same reason. 
And Davos says, our reasons aren't your reasons. And Beric says, it doesn't matter what we think our reasons are. There's a greater purpose at work, and we serve it together, whether we know it or not. We may take the steps, but the Lord of Light and the Hound steps in and says, for fuck's sake, will you shut your hole? Are we coming with you or not? Uh, Joris says, don't you want to know what we're doing? And Thoris says, is it worse than sitting in a freezing cell waiting to die? John says, he's right. We're all on the same side. And Gendry says, how can that be? And John says, we're all breathing. Uh, John grabs the key from Tormund, uh, opens the cell. Uh, next, we see the gate under the wall being raised. Uh, John and his ragtag group of... Uh, John and his ragtag group then head north into the wintry blizzard. And scene. <laughs> so what do you think is going to happen? Oh, uh, man. Um, well, I really like the uh, all-star team that John has put together. Uh, <laughs> right? I... Um, so I think that they will execute the zombie heist um, because this wouldn't be happening for no reason. But we will definitely lose some people along the way. And as long as it's not John, the Hound, or Tormund, then I'm fine. Everybody else can die. I don't really care. Um, but... Uh, huh. I don't really know how they're going to pull it off, um, but I'm I'm pretty eager to find out. Um, this uh, Cersei and Daenerys truce is going to last like half of a second, um, and um, I think. Littlefinger trying to play the Stark women like puppets is going to end up getting him killed. Cool. Yeah, the, the next episode is really big. It's uh, Beyond the Wall is what it's called. Um, yeah, I can't wait to to watch it so I can take the notes. It's Yeah, it's really good. So is this a big battle scene episode Rodney I don't remember I haven't watched it yet okay just I, I, I just let they usually do one of those per season and this feels like it would be the one considering uh John and his team are going head-on with the uh white walkers well the dragon yeah. just decimating the Lannisters yeah, but that was one scene. I mean, like, a, an entire episode where it's, like, oh, yeah. basically the entire time. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I was reading um, the, the Wikipedia pages for the episode, just as the recaps, and I read over the next episode, and I was like, oh, shit. So I had to pull up um, the ending to watch it, just because I, I, yeah, just so, because of what happened. So it's, yeah, it's really good. Cool. Well, then I... Am uh, eagerly anticipating next week's episode. Sweet, it's getting closer and closer to the end. I'm excited. All right, Rodney, you wanna um, 
plug us out? Sure. Thank you for listening to the Out of the Loop podcast, the Explain of Thrones edition. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at OOTL Podcasts. And feel free to send us an email at OOTLpod at gmail.com. Uh, winter is here. John is marching towards it. And we're getting excited to the exciting conclusion of Season 7. Um, for the guys at the Out of the Loop studio, we thank you for listening and hope you guys stay safe, happy. Um, that's all I have to say. Gentlemen, anything else? No, loop troops, stay, yeah, stay safe. Thank you. I don't know.